the Prophecy Club. I'm going to talk today about fishing. The whole point of what we do, live through life, is to A, get to heaven ourselves and to see how many people we can drag with us. But one of the, no, no, the, the most exciting thing that I have done in my lifetime is lead someone to the Lord. If you have not had that privilege, if you've not held their hands and prayed the sinner's prayer with them to open your eyes and to see big tears rolling down their cheeks. If you've not done that, you have missed the greatest experience in all of life. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Let's talk about fishing. I'm talking about fishing for souls. I'm going to start with December 16th, 2002. I think I mentioned this a couple of days ago, but it's a brief story, so I'll tell it because it kind of sets the scene where you and I, both of us, really want to go, okay? Because this life is not about making money. It's not getting ahead. It's not putting our name on some billboard or some big ministry or some big business or a big pile of money in a bank or someplace. Okay, the real objective is to see how many people we can send to eternity. December 16, 2002, as I was drifting off to sleep, I thought about it before I said this. And I said, Lord, I just want to say that I love you more than I love my wife, which was sleeping in bed beside me at the time, or my children, or ministry, or the very beat of my own heart, the breath of my own lungs. And I fell off to sleep. I didn't think anything special was going to happen, but apparently I said the right words. Because that was the first time that God spoke audibly to me, and this is what I call the eternity voice because it sounded like I was inside of a sphere. This voice was coming from all direction. I mean, I literally heard it. And it said, I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seeds sown by Billy Graham. Then a big sword appeared in my hand. I held it with both hands. And it was light, extremely sharp, and I could spin it around in any direction effortlessly. Up until my right appeared a paper, two foot by two foot, and one end was kind of coiled down. I took the sword and cut off about the third of the paper. As it cut off, it began to just turn to a waterfall. And I believe it was saying that I'm going to give you about the third the number of souls that I gave Billy Graham. Well, Billy Graham was probably the number one soul winner of our time. So that's pretty good. That's, that's good. All right, now let's go to the second thing. Remember that. Because if you're listening to this program, even on a casual basis, you're not listening to this program for entertainment. You're listening to this program because the Spirit of the Lord has spoken to your heart, and He's trying to bless you, trying to give you souls as in part of the great end-time move of God. Now let's go to June 3, 1992. This was Demetri Dudeman. Very important, very important things in here. He says, I dreamed that I was on the shore of a river. When I looked into the water, I saw it was very dirty. I wanted to catch fish, but I couldn't because the waters were so muddy. I asked myself, well, how can I catch fish from this river? There's no clean water anywhere to clean up afterwards. But when I looked further up the river, I saw a large patch of clean water coming. Now, hang on. I think the large patch of clean water is the Great Revival. Remember, I told you, August 8, 2015, Saturday night, Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What do you want to say? And I heard words. And it said, this is the time of miracles. Then he downloaded in my heart as the judgment hits. There it is. There it is. 
as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen, going all the way back to Adam and Eve. No one has seen the kind of miracles that I'm about to do. You tell them, I'll never leave them nor forsake them. And as the devil shows up, I'm going to meet him. Inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound, everything he does, I'm going to meet him. In other words, that great end-time revival is coming. And because you're listening to this, I really believe he's preparing you to be part of it. Remember, I've been called to build up an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. And you're part of it. you got to stay with me. And I mean stay by, by listening and reading and memorizing and all the things to get ready. Okay, now back to the dream. When I looked further up the river, I could see a large patch of clean water coming. When it came by me, I checked the clean water with my hand to see if it was cold. When I felt the water, a powerful ray of light came down surrounding me. <laughs> well, that's what a lot of the prophecies have said. In other words, the Spirit of God is going to come on us, okay? The light enabled me to see many fish. I was surprised to see how many fish there were. When I looked up, I saw the light was coming from the moon. When I looked closer, I saw a man in the moon. In other words, this is an angel. His face was so shiny, I could not look anymore. I looked back into the water, and a voice told me, Start fishing now, because the time is very short. Soon there will be no opportunity to fish. Okay, let's talk about that a second. See, when that mark of the beast comes out, <laughs> we're probably going to be running for our life. And it may be that uh, it even happens before the middle of the tribulation. But there's going to be something come along, and most Christians are going to be doing good just to keep their beat of their heart from day to day. In other words, we're not going to be fishing. But that time is not here yet. Right now, I believe what is coming is a period of clean water where the ray of light will come down and surround us and enable us to win many people to the Lord. That's the point of the saying. Now, let's go back. The voice told me, start fishing now because the time is very short. Soon there would be no opportunity to fish. Then the voice sounded so close, it frightened me. The man looked so far away, but the voice was close. I looked up. Then I heard the voice again, and the man said, the ray of light that you see is my voice. And he said, look how many fish are before you. When I looked down, I saw even more fish than before. The man said the second time, catch them now, fish now, fish while you can. For in a short time, the fishing shall be over. When I looked back toward the moon, it had changed into a red arc like a rainbow. The man was holding it in his hand by a corner. And he said to me, see this moon? Soon its light will go out. I asked, where am I? And I woke up. Okay, now what's the point? The point is, there's about to be a time where there's a patch of clean water coming. Right now the water is murky and it's muddy and it's very, very hard to fish, but we still have to fish and we're still getting some fish. But there's about to be a patch of clean water coming. The miracle's about to arrive. And there's about to be a giant sweeping of thousands, perhaps millions, and preferably billions of people into the kingdom just before the tribulation starts. And we want to be part of it. And that's what we're preparing for. All of this is to be part of winning those souls. Now let's jump to April 22, 2008. This is a dream given to Prophet Leslie called Fish in the Lake. For the last two weeks, it was on my heart to do a four-city speaking tour covering Waco, Austin, San Antonio, and Houston. I remember it specifically. And the day before God spoke this to Leslie, the other person that was working with me at the time 
We were discussing whether we should advertise on secular radio stations or just Christian radio stations for this particular speaking tour. That night in my prayer closet, I asked God to speak to me or Leslie as to what he wanted us to do. Leslie did not know of our discussion about possibly going to these four cities to speak or my request that he would speak to her, but he spoke to her. So that night, she said the dream was quick. I recognized the Lord's voice. She heard it audibly. She says, so I woke up and I began to listen. Okay, so you got it. She woke up. She's not sleeping anymore, so it's not really for her a dream. She's hearing an audible voice and seeing a vision. I saw a fishing boat in the ocean. I could see under the water. There were large sharks and huge fish swimming right underneath the boat, but they were not biting. Most of them were just large sharks. But there were a bunch of smaller fish in schools, but they were swimming away from the fishing boat and would be very hard to catch. Then I saw a huge lake. The fish were swimming in schools and would be easier to catch. I woke and began to ask the Lord, what are you trying to show me? He said the easiest fish to catch are in the fresh water, not the salt. I knew the salt water represented the Christians and the fish water the non-believers. The lake is dirty. Oh, doesn't see that how that ties in with Dimitri's uh, dream? The lake is dirty, clouded, and fish swimming in groups, just as the world is dirty, clouded in their thinking, and tend to run together. Then the Lord said, and again, she heard this audibly, If Stan is to bring thousands upon thousands to Christ, then he must fish in the world ponds and the lakes. While some fish can be caught in the salt water, meaning some of them would be caught on the Christian channels, most will be caught in the secular world. Not only is he supposed to do radio interviews and on radio and advertise on other Christian stations, but he must also advertise and reach out to the secular stations as well. This is where the greatest catch will be. Leslie says, then I woke and told the dream and said, does that mean anything to you? And of course it did. Now there's further information. Now what, what does this say? What, what, how does this relate to you? Again, I do not think you're listening. To Pro- Nobody listens to Prophecy Club to be blessed or encouraged. You're listening because the Spirit of God is preparing you. He wants to bless you. He wants to make you part of this great end-time move of God. He wants to give you souls, my brothers and sisters, souls. That is the point. Now let's jump to Sunday. 9-2 of 2018. This happened during praise and worship, and in these 38 years of being married to Leslie, I think this is the second. Now she's actually given me three prophecies, so it's very seldom. <laughs> when Leslie gives a prophecy, grab your cell phone and record it because it's few and far between. She does not lay hands on people suddenly. She does not prophesy to people suddenly. Most of the time, she'll tell you almost every time, she doesn't just prophesy from the still small voice. If she does not hear the audible voice of God or hear, or see a vision, then she doesn't say anything. So, and, and she's, how do, how do I say this? A little skeptical. In other words, and, and I appreciate that because I know that if she says, God told me, it was God told me. It wasn't some foolishness. She she uses the quote, thus saith the Lord, very very cautiously, and I appreciate that. So anyway, 9-2-2018. So it's during praise and worship at the church. She says, I saw a vision. I saw this long dock, 
And at the end of the dock, far, far in the distance, I saw clouds, a group of clouds. I saw Stan walking on this long dock. Stan had blinders. I want you to see yourself in this. I think this is, all of this is talking to you too, okay? Stan had blinders on and would focus to get to the end of the dock. He would not let anything distract him. In other words, the point for you is, as things go wrong, as the devil tries to stop you, don't stop, don't stop, keep going. Stan had blinders on and was focused to get to the end of the dock. He would not let anything distract him. There were so many distractions on the way, and I saw a fat, fat fish sitting on the dock. As he was walking by them, some of them were trying to trip him. Others were trying to push him in the water. Now, let me just tell you, the fish, the big fat fish, were other ministries. That's right. Other Christian ministries will try to stop this ministry. And you better know that your biggest frustration right now anyway, that is until the mark of the beast comes along, until the beast arrives, is going to be other Christians. <laughs> they're the ones that don't like you, and they're the ones that want to stop you. If you're not pre-trib, they want to stop you. I saw fat, fat fish sitting on the dock as he was walking by them. Some of them were trying to trip him. Others trying to push him in the water. They didn't want to have anything to do with him. But he was focused to get to the cloud. Others were trying to push him out of the way. The fat fish were playing cards, eating, laughing, and having a good time. As Stan reached near the end of the dock, the fish became thinner and thinner and thinner until finally... The fish at the end of the dock were so skinny, they were, they were just bones. They were breathing, but just barely breathing. But Stan kept going. They looked like skeletons. But Stan was focused and would not stop. And brothers and sisters, that's you. you got to stay focused. You can't stop. They were skinny. They were just like bones. They were breathing, but just barely breathing. And Stan kept going. They looked like skeletons. Stan was focused and would not stop. You were there trying to get to that end goal that the Lord had spoken and promised to give you many years ago. As you got to the end of the dock, the clouds parted. The clouds were covering a very large ship. The ship was revealed and was so very large, so large, I couldn't tell you how large the ship was because all this time the cloud was covering the ship you were headed to and it literally stretched from the left horizon to the right horizon. You didn't let anything deter you. You climbed the ladder onto this large ship and began to speak to not just to the fat fish that were glorying in their food and glorying in themselves. You began to speak to those that could barely take a breath. You began to speak to those fish who were dying on the dock and you were reviving them. The more you spoke, the more they came alive. The more you spoke, the more fresh meat came upon their bones. The fish were becoming whole again. This is your destiny, says the Lord. He says, many times you wondered, why is the good old crowd, the ones that are fat and happy, hadn't invited you in to speak? But you didn't get it. You didn't let it deter you. You continued to stay on the path that I'd put before you. You continued to stay focused. You do not let them pull you into their good old boys club. You do not let them do that. You do not let them deter you in any way. The Lord says, quote, as you continued to walk that path, you knew that you would be speaking to those who were dying spiritually. They needed to be revived. That is your calling. That is why so many fish will be saved at the end of your ministry, because you will revive those who have revived spiritually. 
they will finally hear something that sounds like truth to them. They will finally be able to swallow the pill, so to speak. They will finally say, I do not like some of this, but I know it to be true. So do not be concerned. There will be others beside you that will help you revive these fish. That's you. I want you walking with me. I want you holding my hand spiritually. Okay, fine. We don't live in the same city. But as Jesus said to the the, the, the commander, he said, no, no other faith have I found such as this one. Because he said, no, you don't have to come to my roof. I, I'm not worthy to have you come into my roof. Just speak the word. In other words, in the spirit, there is no distance. You and I are together, okay? Do not be concerned. There will be others beside you that will help revive the fish. You know that I've had this destiny for you from the beginning. So continue to seek me and my truth, and I will continue to show you truth. Not everything in the book is still complete. The Lord says, it's okay. I'm showing you. I'm revealing to you. Stay teachable, and I will show you those things that you must speak. That's you, my brothers and sisters. You and I are linked. We are linked in the Spirit. Our hearts are knit together because we want to be a part of that end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. We want to see that cold patch of clear water finally arrive where people are finally willing to receive Jesus, and we want to be there pointing them to Jesus with all of our heart. We want to have the right words. We want to say the right words. We don't want to say the wrong words. We don't want to mess up. We're afraid we might mess up. We're afraid we might do something wrong and maybe miss our call. But my brothers and sisters, if we just stay focused on Jesus, he is going to help us to do this. He will help us to do this. I don't know what the judgment is. I mean, I don't know what God's going to call it, a lot of different kinds of judgment. But here soon, I don't even know if it's this year, but soon that judgment's going to hit. And when the judgment hits, so will his miracles. And just like Coverstone has said, and said, many people have said in dreams and visions and angel visits, that he is going to pour out his spirit on all men, men and women. And they're going to prophesy. They're going to lay hands on the sick. They're going to recover. They're going to heal them. We are going to be part of the greatest soul winning in human history. Now let's go to October 20th of 2010. It's called Feeding Fish in the Woods. Leslie had a dream for me. Several people, including Stan and I, were walking and talking in the woods on a trail. A lady with us began to tell a story of how God had intervened in her ministry, and even though things were not going very well, the Lord was still working through her. She began to tell us how she had learned how to, here it is, here it is, capture their hearts for the Lord. At that moment, Stan stopped, and a chalkboard appeared in front of him. He began writing things on the chalkboard and telling us, quote, things on his heart. Well, Tears started welling up, and he said, I just want the people to capture my heart regarding the things of the Bible. Now, let me pause. In my opinion, this past school of the watchman was probably the fulfillment of that, because for the first time in my life, I was really able to pour out my heart concerning what God has shown me. And I absolutely love it, and I might also add that the comments are pouring in by email and phone calls into our office. People absolutely loved it. And you can watch all of it right now up on WatchProphecyClub.com. We then continued walking out of the woods and noticing Stan had taken off his dress shoes and had his suit coat thrown over his shoulder. I asked him if he wanted to go back and get his dress shoes, and his reply was, No, I have a different pair of shoes I'm going to put on now. 
Now, this is a little personal, but <laughs> I can't believe I can say this. All of my life, I didn't want to be a preacher. I mean, I kind of got into this teaching Bible prophecy stuff, and, you know, I don't mind preaching a little bit and teaching Bible prophecy, but being like a New Testament preacher of Jesus, no, 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 you know, I just never would really like totally accept that. But over the last two weeks, I have finally, how do I say this? I guess surrendered. I finally told the Lord, okay, I want to be a preacher. I want to preach Jesus. In other words, not just teach Bible prophecy and not just bring the warning, but I want to teach Jesus. I want to preach Jesus. I want to preach about the finished work on the cross, his blood, and things like that. And I believe a new anointing has come on me. I feel a love in my heart as if I, like I did when I was nine years old and first got baptized in the water. And I believe that this is probably the next level that God is taking me to. And that's a good thing. We always want to keep going to another level with the Lord. And I think that that's what it's talking about when I'm to change shoes. We were close to exiting the woods and came upon the edge of a lake. When all of a sudden, Stan spoke and said to all of us, I want you to see something. And a bright spotlight began to shine down on the water's edge. We could see thousands of fish, and many were pushing their heads out of the water with their mouths open as if gasping for food. They were swimming close together and crowded as close to the edge of the bank as they could. Stan said, They always get so excited when I come to them because they know I'm going to feed them. This is you and I feeding fish with prophecy and the word. And among them were a few dead ones, very few, but there was a few dead ones floating among the living. I believe that God is going to be using you and me, all of us, as a team, part of that end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. And he's going to, just like in this, once again, the light shone down. There's going to come a time when the light of God will shine into the hearts of people, and the Holy Spirit is going to speak to their hearts. If their name is in the book of life, we're going to see massive numbers of people come to the Lord when that brief, clear patch of cold water comes down and all of a sudden there's a lot of people get saved. I want to be part of it. You want to be part of it. And that's what we're really preparing for. I've covered this many, many times. And I think that this is probably that judgment. The definition of internal revolution is the overthrow of the government by the people. The overthrow of a government by the people. That could never happen in America. Yes, it could and it is. It's about to. The fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America, Dmitry Dudeman was told. Started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. Then December 10 to 14, Terry Bennett was told, for a while we'll have a fractional government because the military will step in and seize control of a federal government. That's what you call an internal revolution. Then April 2, 2021, Jack Reagan comes along. He has a dream. He says, I saw an armored battalion of tanks, Humvees, with roof-mounted machine guns and armored personnel carriers with cannons go to the Capitol, Supreme Court, and the White House. They disarmed all of the Secret Servicemen, guards, and police guarding those three buildings. They brought them out. Then he saw the military go back in and take temporary control of the nation to arrest the evildoers, the wrongdoers, and he says that's the way the Constitution would have it done. Under certain circumstances, the military can t step in and take temporary control of the nation to put things back in order. Well, that's an internal revolution. 
there's a fella that interprets. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, the 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 letter that is missing is the letter I'm not going to say because if I say that letter, then the filters catch it and I'm in trouble. L M N O P. There, that's the letter I can't say. He interprets that guy, and here's what he says. He just had a dream. This is the praying medic. I think we're going to see tanks rolling down Pennsylvania Avenue. I think we're going to see a massive military presence like that. One day, it's going to be normal. The next day, there's going to be tanks, APCs, and armed people in Washington, D.C. by the thousands. And I think they're going to suddenly take down the government, the federal government, uh, make arrests and assume control. I think that knowing the military and how they operate, they've got a very detailed plan on how they're going to do this. I would suspect it'll involve a redo of the election. I suspect it'll involve a lot of arrests. I suspect it'll involve probably a takeover of the media. I think it's going to be a very comprehensive, uh, multi-pronged uh, intervention. I think it'll take a long time. Uh, it'll probably crash the stock market uh, and, and other uh, financial <laughs> services. It will probably take down the internet for a period of time. If, if the deep state doesn't take down the internet, I think the military will probably assume control of the internet, at least uh, domestically. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a very big operation. I have no idea when it's going to happen. I'm getting more information from friends. I don't have any intelligence insiders, but I have friends who hear God and the people who are hearing God are getting a lot of confirmation of the scenario I just told you about. In my opinion, I think we're probably not going to make it through the year 2021 before we see those tanks rolling into Washington, D.C. And when that happens, my brothers and sisters, we better be ready for some serious fasting and prayer, which is why we're calling the Solemn September Assembly for September 6 to 8. We're calling for 48 hours of total fasting, and we're going to keep that microphone going throughout the night for 48 straight hours. You want to be a part of it, and you can sign up. And by the way, I should let you know that we only have about 500 people. We only have room for 500 people, and so if you want to be there, I suggest you get signed up real quick. And you get signed up by going to watchmanstrumpet.com watchmanstrumpet.com. Only 500 people. I think it'll fill up quick. Last year we had 460 people and only about 18 of them came from Coverstone. But today Coverstone has a much larger ministry and also Pastor Massey and of course Lou and Sunny will be there. So I think it'll fill up quickly. Watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. We're asking people to come under one name, Jesus, to do one thing, pray for America. Watchmanstrumpet.com. If you're really looking for the truth about the rapture, I honestly believe you will find it in this book. The truth is the Holy Spirit knows the truth about the rapture. And one of the reasons that the people other than post-trib can't seem to find peace about this is because the Holy Spirit is trying to tell them that they don't have the truth. That is, until they find post-trib. But either way, this is going to help you to find the peace about the rapture. I really recommend you get it. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, one for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? But what is the most important thing in the world to tell a person? Well, after Accept Jesus, it is 
don't take the mark of the beast, because those taking the mark do not get soul death, but eternal torment in hell. But how do you tell them? Give them miss the mark. It is designed to be given to anyone, even if they're in another religion. They will never take the mark. It's thin and easy to read. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. The summer blowout is now in effect. This amazing offer is only offered for a brief time each summer. Right now, you can get 50 DVDs for a gift of $250, that's 5 bucks each, 25 for $160, $640 each, 15 for $120, $8 each, 10 for $100, $10 each, 6 for $70, $1160 each, 4 for $50, $1250 each, or 2 for $30, obviously $15 each. A single DVD is a gift of $30. See the selection of over 230 DVDs at prophecyclub.com bookstore or download our catalog. Note your selections, but you have to call our office 785-266-1112 to place your order. You have to call 785-266-1112. And this is probably going to be the last summer we make this offer. Prophecyclub.com, 785-266-1112. Prophecyclub.com, 785-266-1112. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call Cornerstoneassetmetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k. So tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com and Prophecy Club sent you.